So I'm here with Andrew Foley, the one and the only. <laughs> We're at his crib right now, actually, just kind of hanging out. Um, and one thing that uh, is kind of interesting about this guy, dude, so Mirza introduced me to you. And I think um, I'm trying to figure out how exactly I want to describe this. He introduced me to you as like this, like, uh, this prodigy YouTuber, uh, gamer guy who made tons of money doing that. And then, and then I come hang, hang out with you. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, this guy books shows and just does all kinds of stuff. The kind of things that we're trying to do. Right. So <laughs> yeah. g- give everybody like a little intro of what you're up to and what's going on. So, uh, I do like a lot of, um, you know, major events like music festivals, concerts and parties and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, I've been doing it for a while and essentially what I've come to realize is that when you do a show, I really think from my experience, it's better off to have it free and then just make your money off the bar sales. It'd be a lot more lucrative. And I think too many people are charging cover. And essentially what that does is like a lot of events won't sell out. They'll maybe get like half full, quarter full. And they won't make as much off the bar. And then the cover they charge for those half full events aren't making up for the lack of bar sales. So I really think it's more lucrative to just have free events or like really cheap events, like five bucks. And then just making most of your money off bar sales. You know, it's definitely something that I think is a better option. Sure. And I wish wish more people were realizing that. So... What uh, what are some of the artists that you would want to mention to people that you've worked with that you're allowed to you're allowed to tell? <laughs> you probably had a couple NDA agreements. That you well, can't I mean, mention, I worked but... with a guy named Suave, and at the time he was just like an up and coming like local artist, like sure. hip hop, and uh, he started out as like just like a SoundCloud rapper, and he started gaining like a big following. Right. And I started booking him for my shows, and he would bring out you know a hundred, two hundred people every time. And then that built up to the point where, like, now he's living in California with 100K followers on tour with Little Mosey. That's making that's like he's, seven, he's he's yeah. 17 and he's yep. making he's already hit a mill. And he's like making, a mill, he like a, a mill. Like he, he, posted pro- a, he posted his on his Instagram story yesterday of his bank account with a million dollars in it. No way. Yeah, he's 17, okay. and he, he's uh, he's he's uh, on tour with Little Mosey, who's at I think 800,000 Instagram followers, and he's he was number one. Yeah. on spotify for like three months here's the million dollar question <clears throat> about his first milli though did he do it is he independent or did he sign away he's, 40, he's actually 60 80 percent of that shit to someone else before he made that milli? he uh he How actually he's independent he's independent and he's working with little mosey he gets to keep it yeah okay so, <laughs> so that is a perfect segue i i'm you glad why that's, I'm i glad told that's the him i told him because when yeah. he was working with me people started seeing him and like started trying to sign him and i told him like don't do it just yeah. build yourself up. I was like, you got to be a promoter. You got to be able to pull people to events, sell a lot of tickets, and that's how you'll make it music. People and are going to think I scripted you right now. Because <laughs> that's no. that, So that's my whole thing. I So I used to manage a band in Colorado, and I was astonished at how – we were learning as we went. But yeah. I was astonished at how much we could get done on our own. Yeah. And, I mean – I don't think that if a big label had approached us and said, hey, we'll give you X amount of money for your lifestyle as we build your brand and then we get to keep X amount of money, um, you know, uh, off of your future income, you Mm -hmm. know, for the next nine years or whatever. um, I don't know that we would have said no, but looking back, I think that I just with all the artists that I met, I think most of them underestimate their ability mm -hmm. to build their brand first and then if they want to get signed, I don't hate on that. What I think though is that they should all have that intention 
um, because what it's going to allow you to do is go to the negotiation table with a label if you yeah. want to get signed and go with more power, right? See, and get a, better a, lot, deal. a lot of artists will build their brand up themselves to a point where they're not like famous, but enough to get noticed. Yeah. And then they'll get, they'll just go over and get signed. Sure. And it'll be a good deal at the time because they'll help them out a lot with like sure. money and like yeah. what they need to get big. Yeah. But then when they are big, they realize like, hey, if I just did this on my own, yeah. I would have been way better off. Do and you now know, they have to give all this money away. Solid. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Who Do you know of anyone who you think like that actually applies to that was like they were like fuck I wish yeah I like my just... friend hella sketchers he uh his music videos all are over a million views each on youtube he has like over you know i think over like all his all his music on soundcloud is over like five million plays he has a huge following he's getting really big and uh he's doing good but then he recently signed with uh, i think atlantic records sure and Atlantic's i was like huge that's a huge deal <laughs> yeah. that's gotta feel good on the <laughs> yeah even getting approached <laughs> and having a sit at the table even yeah. if they turn you down i it's that's funny though these people crazy. all lived in austin you know sure. i met them years ago i'd party with them hang out with them like they're my friends you know yeah. And I always view them as friends, and now they, like, have people that are just obsessed with them. Like, they're on the news. They're, mm-hmm. like, people following them around with cameras and shit. I'm just like, man, like, what is this, you know? <laughs> like, these are just people I know. Right. They're just like, you know, and now they're all famous living right. in California and shit. You know what's crazy? It, it always blows my mind at how incestual it is um, in the music industry. Like, you'll get one guy who starts to pop off. He needs openers for his set. So who's he going to yeah. hire? He hires his friends, right? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you start to notice the same people performing with each other over and over and over again. I know in the reggae scene is very incestual, especially in Colorado, yeah. because it's not a huge market. Um, it's getting bigger. Denver's actually starting to have a lot more venues. Um, mm-hmm. But everybody starts playing with each other, and you, you know you get your homie's back, he scratches yours. And, but all the shows kind of end up starting to kind of feel the same at least to me this is my Mm -hmm. perspective yeah because you know you've been you've seen all those artists so many times it just feels like the same thing over and over and over again yeah how your promoter you put together a lot of shows Mm -hmm. how do you avoid that issue when you're putting together (laughs) and selecting the artists so how do you do that what i do is i actually kind of have like an interview process with everyone before and i tell them what i want for my event and i have them catered to it so like for example I'll have an artist send me their their set of what they're trying to play and I'll tell them like, hey, I want this, I want that, I don't want this, I don't want that. And I change everything, every party or every event to make it different. So like it wouldn't have that same like repetitiveness like you were saying. And I think that that really helps a lot. I think What's, you I think it, it's gotta is be it an some, online like survey? No, I have so many people on my social media that I have saved, like as like I have like probably well over like fifty DJs, you know, I have like a lot of videographers, photographers, everyone involved, I have them labeled. Yeah. So like I can just hit them up and contact them and I mean I think if something like a Google survey would be pretty you know, more efficient for that. But I just normally just call them up and just talk so to them. So you run through it verbally. Yeah. Every time so do <clears throat> God, that sounds so inefficient. I love that you're doing it. Yeah, it makes it's, a lot of it's sense. inefficient. I mean, it'd be nice if I had a platform. But it's more a that. hell of a lot more efficient than freaking putting together the lineup and then finding out on the back end that, shit, I wish I would have screened these guys first. Yeah. Got you. So what? what's your main, like, if you're deciding if someone makes it to the lineup or not, what's the main, uh, uh, like, what do you look for? Uh, mainly, what's, what's a definite strike? Like, well, all right, just the definite strike, I, I, so I look at, so what I do, the first thing I do is I look at their, their music, 
I look at their followers. Yep. And I look at their past events. I look at how yep. many tickets were sold. I look at how well everything went. And that way I can determine whether they'll actually benefit my party. And know? what what's how do you find out the real answer to how many tickets were sold, right? Because that's... A lot of the time I'll ask for like <laughs> screenshots of like Eventbrite and shit like that. Okay. And sometimes people... The, okay. ones, the ones who will show it to me are the ones I know are real. Yep. And the ones who won't, they'll usually make excuses. Or a lot of people will say they sure. will, but they just end up not. Do you still book them if they if they don't if they can't produce it? No, no. So I need to see numbers, okay. man, because I know like everyone's talk. Yeah. So like everyone's talk, especially oh, in this industry, it's right. all just talk. You know, you gotta have numbers and you know actual proof to back it up. You yeah. know, because like I've made mistakes in the past and I I don't like to repeat them. Yeah, so, sure. <laughs> you know. smart guy. That's yeah. why you're dude. You're twenty years old, <laughs> and you're yeah. just like. So for people who are listening. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I don't want to sound like I'm, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say, except I'm, I'm just, I'm impressed. I'm impressed, dude. 20 years <laughs> old, you're doing you, a lot. Dude, when I met you, you're 19. Yeah. Was it earlier this, was it, was it earlier this year? Yeah. I'll was be, it? I, my birthday was July 8th. So okay. I turned 20. You met me in the beginning of the year. So was it, dude, I think it was before Christmas though. Was it? Of last, yeah, it was 20, oh, Okay, yeah, it might have been late 2017. So. But anyway, it's been about almost, you were coming on a year now. Yeah. And yeah. you've been, you've been focused on some other things too. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, so, if, so, so let's say someone wants to hit you up, right? Go, mm-hmm. yo, I want to put a show together, but I want to make sure there's a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that there's good openers to perform with me. I want to mm-hmm. be the headliner. How does that person get your attention? Do they just literally dm you on instagram or facebook or does that not work anymore um, how, how does someone gain your attention what, what honestly you... most of the time what gains my attention you know i get people hitting me up to book them for shows all the time and a right. lot of them are just soundcloud rappers so what i started doing dude you had phone you had like <clears throat> six phone calls come in i i'm, I'm almost <laughs> exaggerating a little bit but there's so many people trying to get a hold of you every time i hang out with you it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. so how do they break through the noise it's annoying um, honestly being your friend by the way man i just put on <laughs> do not disturb okay but uh yeah but how do, okay but, so uh, then you've got like 60 notifications on instagram throughout yeah. the last four days yeah what uh probably a lot more than that but what's the deal um honestly i'll just sort through like people ask me hey i want to book be on this show and i'll be like all right, well, how much of a following do you have? I mean, people who, how many people can you bring? This and that. And if I realize, like, hey, this person, like, isn't worth me paying for. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll be like, hey, how about this? You give me X amount of money. I'll yep. put you on. And that way I'm building your brand. Yep. And that way you can get to the point where you can actually start bringing people and start, you know, I'll gain them attention in return. They give me money. Right. So instead of me paying for someone to bring me people, they pay me to give them a shot to get attention a hundred percent and so i'll make money well, like i had a dj pay me four hundred dollars just the dj yeah and he brought all his equipment and he did a really good job so he paid you he paid you he, he paid, paid to me, play he, paid he literally money. paid you yeah. so he could perform for your fans yeah essentially because yeah and that's okay so that is because see me that I, makes don't, I, don't, sense. I don't have a problem bringing people so yeah. i don't necessarily need to find someone to bring numbers right most of the time depending on the event like if i have an event that's like a thousand plus people then yeah but like the smaller venue ones with like three four five hundred people yeah i bring that just by posting it for so a that few if, days. if you can bring the people right because mm-hmm. to make it super clear for people this might get a little convoluted if we're not clear you're a promoter not an artist yeah and so your your value to the industry is when you are part of an event mm-hmm. whether and and you're a public part of the event like you're attached to it Mm -hmm. you have a group of people that show up to your events because 
there's a history there of it being uh, I have awesome. a reputation of yeah. doing events that everyone likes yep. and that it's consistent. I don't, I've never really, I've only had a couple of parties that were kind of flops. Yeah. But, I, you know, out of like a hundred plus events, you know, only like one or two being kind of eh. Sure. You know, that's a good reputation. And Absolutely. like a lot of people show up consistently. So I have like a consistent follower base. Yeah. So you're not looking to work with artists who can bring people to make your um, mm-hmm. fan base bigger your party fan base bigger. Mm-hmm. What you're looking for is artists who can do what? Can just play good sets and get the crowd lit and yeah. make people satisfied with the music. You know, the worst thing at a party is if you book a DJ and everyone hates the music. Because <laughs> sure. everyone, you can have a crowd of people, you can have the best setup for a party, you can have tons of chicks, you know, tons of alcohol. And it can be dope, but if your music's not good, then the party's bad. Yeah. The music is like the number one thing in a party. You have to have good music. You right. Know? Yeah. And that's what I look for. You know, if someone has good music and they're willing to pay me to perform, then sure. You know, same goes with artists. Any artists, you know, if they don't have a big following, they can't bring a lot of people, then they pay me. Right. So, like, it's like part 14. I had five artists. I had um, <clears throat> the only one I didn't make pay was Kenny G because he gets like 8,000 views on his story. Yeah. Um, and he performed for free. I didn't even pay him. Right. Uh, but all the wow. other guys were paying between three to 600. And I had like five performances. So I made I made back the venue costs just off the artists paying me to perform. Do you ever rent a venue from like you rent the space from the venue for the night i used to so you and then i, and then, I and then i realized that's not what you want to do what you want to do is you want to talk to the owner of the venue and get a partnership with them yeah. and be like hey you let me use the venue for free i take this percentage of bar sales i keep the cover and you work out a deal that we don't have to pay any cost yeah so, so instead of renting out the space you're no, working with it's them. no risk for you mm-hmm. and so do you have any advice for people who want to do that how do you approach <clears> the <throat> owner of the bar without him going ah who the hell are you it's you know, reputation I'm not so see yep. all of them know who i am and what i can do yeah you based know. on what all the parties that you're doing and yeah just, they just heard yeah you just, they, they just know i have videos i have screenshots of you know ticket sales what you I ask recap videos what you ask from artists which yeah. is proof of numbers yeah exactly okay. so i show them proof yep they're always impressed and it's easy it's easy yep. for me because i have that background so you've got a lot of people who you know might be listening who are like well, I can't throw, they're just humble, which is great, but they're mm-hmm. like, I don't want that to be debilitating, you know? Yeah. And they're, they're sitting there going like, well, I've never thrown a 300 person party, um, which I personally, have, it's not that hard. Right. <laughs> I would, I would yeah. agree with you. It's not difficult, but let's just say that like, you just haven't been there yet. Um, how do you bridge that gap from throwing a party with 30 of your friends to <clears throat> any, do you have one or two tactical pieces of advice? You could just straight up, like if you do this, it'll change it from 30 people of your, like 30 of your friends and your friends, friends showing up to like a hundred people. So the number one thing I would say is in terms of getting people to come out, you want to have a really good setup. So you want to have a good place to have your event at. You want to have a lot of, alcohol everything needs to be organized it needs to be good it can't be like it can't be shitty you know you have to have a good setup so it's not your living room <laughs> yeah exactly unless you're you can't, living you, room you, is can't a you can't you can't ass. throw a party at your apartment and expect like a, you know a good event you need to have yeah. a good spot i agree you know and like when i would do these mansion parties with like fucking like you know a thousand people showing up and every single guy that came would be forced to bring at least a case or a full bottle yeah i wouldn't even i would, I would have to pay for like 200 dollars with alcohol and then all the people coming would refresh the supply right you know and that's something i would do um but another thing is honestly just have good marketing have a really good flyer 
uh, you know, try to build up your, your following as much as possible. So that's why your parties never ran out of liquor. That's right. I remember you always asking me to bring stuff. I was like, man, he'll have stuff there. <laughs> it's because you didn't want me to drink. Well, there, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Smart. I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. So you provide to get it popping, right? You get it going. You People are having well, fun right out of the it's, gate. It's statistics. Only about 20% of the people bring their own alcohol. Right. So you have to get those 20% to bring enough for the other 80. Yeah. And you provide oh, okay. enough to satisfy everyone to keep it above not having anything. What's so, your like, policy on giving away stuff for free? Like, free entry, free, like, guest list, like, how does that work down? Because so, that's a shakedown from every so friend I, made, friend I have. I guess list, I used to be more lenient, but now I only really do it for, like, staff and people necessary. You know, maybe a couple of my buddies, sure. my girlfriend, obviously. Right. You know, but, like, I keep that to a very short list. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll put people on. I'll use, actually, guest lists as an incentive for people to promote. So, like, I'll be like, hey, if you bring 50 people to this party, I'll get you and two other people free tickets and free drinks yeah you know so that like, makes sense instead of me paying them to promote i'll give them incentives like that doesn't cost me anything yeah so you know? it sounds that's your mantra it sounds like is you don't put any money down on anything if you're, the if you're spending a couple hundred if you're bucks spending, on liquor. if you're spending more than 200 dollars on an event you know maybe depending on the event you know sometimes i'll spend three four hundred um but a lot of that cost is just like facebook instagram ads you know like some sure. sometimes alcohol a lot of the other time i'll get sponsors for the alcohol yeah. But sometimes I can't, you know, it really depends. But interesting. I, I never throw down more than a couple hundred. Got you. How much money on Facebook? Well, you do a lot of uh, your <clears throat> stuff on Instagram or on uh, Snapchat, Snapchat. Yeah, which mainly is free. Snapchat. Yeah. You don't push uh, Snapchat ads, paid ads, mm-hmm. though. They're just organic posts that you create. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use the swipe up function after. So I've noticed, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear that I'm totally missing something. So mm-hmm. tell me if that's the case. Mm-hmm. I think basically the formula on, on Snapchat posts to build awareness for a party is post something that's engaging, that grabs the eyes. So when they fall on your story, they want to see it. Yeah. Something that looks really cool and exciting, right? A video of some girl dancing in a club or something, right? Yeah. And it pans over to a couple other people dancing. Mm-hmm. Then it splits over to like some like image, still image that shows the next party coming up. Mm-hmm. And then like says like, yo, swipe up for tickets to this after they. So what I'll do is I'll build up the hype. So I'll post yeah. videos like really lit clips. I'll like post recap videos. I'll post like a like a text. I'll be like, we got kegs, we got bottles, we got jungle juice, we got Jello shots, we got <laughs> DJ stuff, okay. we got a pool, we got a hot tub. You're we summarizing got benefits first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and okay. I'll uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll make it. I'll just hype it up. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> hype a, the fuck out of it. That's a serious list, by the way. I want to go right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where is it? You're holding out. It's seven o'clock. We got time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do that. I hype it up, and then by the time that I post a flyer, there's so much hype that my screenshots and my like response is so high what's your favorite thing you ask people to screenshot or ask them to swipe up i, I say i say i normally i'll be like please screenshot and share with your friends or screenshot and repost how do you find that to be okay so here's here's how i feel i'm mm-hmm. t- probably totally wrong right mm-hmm. i feel like asking people to share and like and tag is uh-huh. like too you can't do all that on snapchat i'm aware but like yeah Asking for those things sometimes is asking too much. And if you See, do it in publicly and then people don't like yeah, tag their friends, then no. everyone sees no one tagged it and then it looks like a shitty event. Yeah. Is that just See, that's the thing with, that that's, a, that's the thing with Snapchat. No one can see 
the views or the screenshots or anything, so no one gets Word. an impression. Word. Is that why you like Snapchat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, let's oh, say... Oh, that's a major hack. <laughs> yeah. That's a major hack. Yeah. Oh, we got to something cool so here. So, like, okay. it's, all, it's all a mystery. Oh, that's huge. What, to what they can see, they see videos of these huge events. Yeah. And if they don't see the numbers, all they know is, like, in their mind, they're like, wow, this must be huge. I don't want to miss out. Yeah. That's what they're thinking. Yeah. So, they like, let's say I post it, and the first day it gets, like... Six. And just for... If you guys are hearing a lot of shuffling right now, Andrew moves a lot. He's, like, dancing on his couch. He's, like, been upside down twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, but, um, you know, Snapchat's the way I mainly do it, and I have such a big loyal following on there that... That all I really have to do is just post a flyer, a couple of videos every day. Yeah. And the event sells out. Yeah. You know? And your content is pretty much on Snapchat that I've seen is pretty much always about <clears throat> parties. You're super consistent. Yeah. You don't post shit about... And I don't... Maybe that's not a... Maybe it wouldn't be a problem. I, I, I post, if I do post other content in parties, it's just something really dope. Yeah. You know? But it's fun. Like, people want to hang out with you, though. Yeah, it makes yeah. people want to hang out with you, which... Makes them want to go to the party so they can meet you. Yeah. The guy that's always... And I actually... It gotten so big that I actually have a fan group chat that was created. I didn't create it. A fan group chat? Yeah. So I have fans. I have a lot of fans. Yeah. Um, It's kind of ridiculous. As a promoter, that's like the dream, right? Yeah. So I have a group chat People are walking up to you and ignoring the artist and going... That's so interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. So I have a group chat that was created. Where, what, um, what platform it's is, called, is it? It's called GroupMe. It's on GroupMe? Okay. 3,699 members. 3,600 members. So now you 3, can DM all them, right? Yeah, and essentially, look, like, they even put my fucking photo. They made a meme of me. <laughs> I have all they these made models. They got off my Instagram. Okay, I'm looking put, at, let me, read, let me read this to everybody's. See, you can't see it, guys, but actually, you know what? I'm going to make this the thumbnail of the video. <laughs> so... Uh, so it says, uh, got 600 bottles and 20 bottles of Ciroc. What is the super, wait, what, what? is the super move? And the super move is cause I was really drunk one night and I had like a ton of chicks, a bunch of bottles. Oh, and... 600 toddies. It's like, I got, got 600 toddies and 20 bottles yeah. of Ciroc. What is the super move? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just something, it was a stupid meme from like two years ago that yeah. just got really big. And uh, they made a group chat about me, and it's not even. It's, it gets worse. All right, this is my group groomy group chat. Okay. And all of them are family. Earmuffs. If you have kids in the room, earmuffs. Everyone keeps on asking me for autographs. Like they're straight fanboys. Like, sure. They think I'm famous. Right. Yeah, it's it's sure. over the top. I've seen this happen. Like I've every seen it every party, parties. they go up to me, they ask for my, they take selfies with me, videos with me. Yeah. Flock around me, ask for autographs. It's it's kind of ridiculous, and it got so big, to where. I created a uh, a group chat on Facebook called uh, Official UT Parties, and essentially, <clears throat> it's like all parties in like Austin, and a lot of my followers go to UT. Sure. So like I kind of try to market it towards like UT students. Yep. Sure. And I made this relevant to them. Look how many people have joined it the past year. Seventeen. Seventeen point three k. That's bigger than the class of two thousand fourteen student body uh, group at my at my uh, college university. Yeah. Seventeen k people. And look at this, like, I post my events in here, you know, I'll post, like, the flyers, and these are other ones that other people will post, too, but, like, everyone comes in here to look for parties, you know, so... Right. There's always moves on here. Right. And it's gotten really big. And I think that one thing that you have in your, just, like, that's working for you, though, too, right, is the fact that you're using social to spread awareness about fun, right? Mm-hmm. Entertainment. That's what people actually go to social for, it's so awesome that you, you're not trying to sell stuff that people yeah. don't want. People go on their social to be social. 
yeah. you're giving them a way to do that off their phone and in person with other people. And yeah. I think that ultimately that's kind of the end goal. So you're literally just giving them the bridge to get off their phone and go do something real. Yeah. And that kind of, it works in your advantage, obviously, but I just think mm-hmm. that that's something that's important to note. Yeah. And the thing with Snapchat is it's more personal, I think, right. in terms of like communication, because uh, with like things like Instagram and Facebook, <clears throat> you post it and yeah, it shows up on their feed. But with like Snapchat, everyone uses Snapchat kind of like they do with like texting. Yep. It's like a direct communication. Right. Not as many people talk to each other over like Instagram Messenger or like, you know, Facebook Messenger as much as like, I would say Snapchat or text. I mean, I use Instagram Messenger a lot. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. uh, yeah, yeah sure. like Snapchat, I just really like that whole aspect. But if someone is posting on their uh, Snapchat story, they still have to, they still have a responsibility to earn the attention because there's a lot of stories and they could just swipe past yours. Here's the thing. Snapchat's algorithm works in my favor. If you're someone who, the more views you get, the higher likelihood you're going to appear. Oh, you come up towards the beginning of the story list, huh? And if people consistently watch your story, you're always the first in their feed. So let's say someone's a consistent viewer and you have a lot of viewers. Right. You're going to always be the first on the top. Right. Because so, it tells them, what that tells them is that you're putting content people want, yeah. they're going to keep using and Snapchat. And here's the best part. All the, right. um, like, there's a feature on Snapchat where you can add friends of friends. Yeah. So, like, the more friends you have, the more friends of friends I'm going to be adding you. So, the bigger you get, the faster your growth. So, like, Weird. because I have so many people, I get at least, like, 50 people adding me every day. What? At least, and I don't, I don't do anything. All right, offline, I'm gonna be super <laughs> selfish. You gotta show me how to do that one. <laughs> All right, word. Well, dude, thank you for uh, sharing some knowledge. If they're okay, so a lot of the people that are listening to this are artists. Mm-hmm. We'll cut this. I just want to ask one more question. Yeah. What What comes to, like top of mind? First thing that pops into your head. Most obvious thing that you think a lot of independent artists aren't doing to promote their own shows and sell tickets to their own shows. That like is like you're like, just dumbfounded. You're like, why aren't they doing this? Alright, so I think the biggest thing is p- artists think that in order to become big, you have to be a good artist. Okay. And you have to have talent. You gotta be good at what you do. And that's part of it, yeah. But I think the number one thing is if you're an artist or a DJ and you want to get big in it and you want to make a lot of money and get a lot of shows, you have to be able to be a promoter. Like, if you're an artist and you're not a promoter, you're not going to go anywhere. I agree 100%. That's why we're here. Yeah. But... so. That's how how do they give me something real that they can do? So what you start doing is make social media accounts that are all the same name. Okay. So let's say so let's the say, same let's, handle. Let's right? say all right. Let's say for example, I'm I'm a DJ. My name is DJ DJ Sauce. All right. Sure. So I'm DJ Sauce. I make an Instagram DJ Sauce. I make a Twitter DJ Sauce. I make a Snapchat DJ Sauce. I make a Facebook, everything the same name. Yeah. Right. That's the first step. Make a logo. Done. Put it all on the same. And then here's what you do after that. You start building as many followers as possible. Yeah. And every time you post something, you have all your social media in it. So, like, you have, like, your... Let's say, let's so, like, say, at the bottom of the post, you have all of your other handles listed. Yeah. So but, like, it, but they're all going to be one handle, though, right? Because it'll yeah. all say at so DJ you, Sauce. So, you put, like, a logo for, like, Snap, Insta, Facebook. Oh, you, you put, put the logo in there. Yeah, and just put the name. Word. Because it reminds people. Yeah. To go and you you want to brand yourself. Yeah. You want to brand yourself yeah. really well. Um, and make it as easy as possible for people to find you. So you want to remind, number one, be consistent so it's easy to find you. Uh-huh. And then also remind people consistently with every post from every platform, hey, if you prefer to follow me on these other ones, they're here for you. And yeah. do you ever say that over text? Or do you, like with the text, like, yo, 
follow me on these other ones or do you generally just put so it as a reminder so, uh, with, I know always put it in a pictures. post and people will see it sometimes I'll mass send it out to people if I really want to gain a lot but yeah. you don't want to spam that too much sure agree like too many asks um, too many asks you ask for too much and people stop yeah you, to help you. you don't want to like for example if I mass send out like uh, my snap code I'm like please you know share this with your friends yeah you know, if you want more people that. to come to the parties, it's a long shit, time since you Yeah, and yeah. a lot of some people dislike that. You know, so I don't do it too often. But, but you um, do it because you earn it because you because that has like a value. Huge, huge return. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll get at least a couple hundred ads. So it's so. like for I mean, how often do you do that? Like once every couple months, right? Usually like once. Because you're focused something. on putting out fire content that people appreciate yeah. almost every day for like three months and then yeah. every once in a while you'd be like hey show me some love and share this with your friends yeah. who also might want to come to these parties exactly and that doesn't bother people yeah. i think what bothers people is when you're every single one of your posts is hey buy a ticket to this gig hey i just dropped this track would you share it with all your friends hey like it's just too much asking right yeah what you're doing is putting entertainment out in front of people for free all the time and then every once in a while you ask for something people don't mind giving it back yeah pretty much and honestly, they just need to build a following, get as many people as possible, and just really try to, like, get, like, a loyal crowd that will come out, people that support you, you know? Yeah. That's consistent. A loyal crowd. You maybe throw some more more discounts and deals and yeah. whatever at and first just invest until you don't have like, to. Spend money on yourself to get more followers, you know? Like, invest money in ads, invest money in, like, you know, maybe... There, there's a lot of different options to build social media following, right. you know, but just invest in your own brand. One thing that I would close out with too, just is something that I know that I wanted to share also is that I think when people get into starting to like team up with others to throw a show, mm-hmm. they don't, they, they go, Oh man, this went really well. I have access to keep X amount. Like I want to keep 80% of this and just toss 20% to the guy that helped me get 40% of the people that are here. Mm-hmm. It's the wrong way to do it. It's yeah. short-term thinking, and the problem is that guy's not going to help you again. Yeah. Then you lost 40% of the people for the next party. Yep. You should just give them 60% for bringing 40% so of the people. I don't even work on with people on parties But let's just say anymore, you really. don't anymore. But when you yeah. started out, though, right, you paid people fairly for what they did for you, right? Yeah. I think that's huge. Yeah. Word. Definitely, yeah. You want to be fair with pay because that way people see you as taking more seriously. Yeah. You know, there's two, like, for example, well, they'll come back like, and work like, with for you, example, man. like, you know, he like he he tries to get people to do stuff for free, a little too much. And if he started tossing money around, he'd probably get a lot more better results. He probably have. I'm just gonna hear this, probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm mean, just gonna I'm, remind I'm, you. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if, if he was paying me to promote, I probably, you know, probably would have gone ham and gotten a ton more people. But like, when I'm not getting paid or anything in return, you know, I'll just post it here and there. But like, if he was actually putting me on for something, you know, I could have marketed his products. He probably would. He probably would have a lot more sales than he does right now, you know. Okay. So it's just like that. If you want, if you want, if you want good results, you want people to take you seriously. So you're living a living embodiment of what I just said, which was yeah. if you had been, um, uh, if you had been, uh, pay, just basically rewarded yeah. better for the work that had been done or could have been done. Yeah. You would have done more work and things. There would have been more results. Yeah. Exactly. I got you. I don't want to drop like last names and business names and stuff, yeah. but. He'll know who he is. <laughs> All right, word. Well, dude, thank you so much. And if someone wants to, if someone wants to find you or follow you or whatever to come to one of your parties, where do they go? Uh, just go to you know Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Andrew Foley one zero zero one. Andrew Foley, 
F O L E Y one zero zero one. And it's the same handle across Everything, all the way. Yeah. See, oh, it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word. All right. Thanks, man. All right. <laughs> and we had so much fun with Andrew on this podcast. If you found any of the information helpful and you want to, you know, just get more helpful tips and, and, uh, you know, propel your music career forward, whether you be an artist or a member of a band, solo performer, producer, talent buyer, you know, any of those things, uh, you know, you can find a, a large knowledge bank like uh, of content like this at our website. Uh, we make a free account. It's uh, it's called mvrkmusic.com. Uh, you know, our whole goal is to keep these artists uh, independent as long as possible, get them actually you know, paid gigs and uh, consistent work so they don't have to sign to a label and sign away their rights to someone else. So uh, that's our goal. And, uh, you know, of course, you can follow us on Instagram at MVRKLive. That's our Instagram handle. And then Facebook is, uh, you know, you just search Maverick Music, MVRK Music. I'll talk to you guys soon. I'm out.